Yeah. Hello, gaming individuals. I forgot that I now do the theme song in the episode. So I'm just going to... That was jarring. I forgot. I, I, I haven't done this. I'm not an expert anymore. So here oh, we go. First episode of the podcast. Jump scare, bitch. That was enough of that. <laughs> uh, I'm growing more and more tired with every facet of this podcast. <laughs> just like every part of it. I'm just like, why? What are we doing? I made like seven theme songs for this fucking show. Um, and so each guys, one slaps harder than the last. It's true. I am... I am kind of like the um, kind of like the Pharrell Williams of making podcast theme songs, only getting better with age. Um, you guys think this it's is true. fucking weird? You guys heard about this? You guys know about this one? Um, it's just perfectly legal for local restaurants to leave garbage in your mailbox. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm upset about today. Are you dealing with that personally, or is this a story you've? This is just you've heard. <laughs> this is just um, a thing that's been on my mind. It's not even really a thing that's currently happening, but you know, you just get like a menu for a Chinese restaurant in your neighborhood in your mailbox. Oh, okay, and you're like, I don't see, want this. It was starting. This was starting to sound like a dream you had. But I see now that you're talking about no. menus, not like fish bones. No, it's not like cartoon garbage, where it's like one can, one fish bone, and then just brown yeah. squiggles. Um, the contents of Heathcliff's stomach. Shout out Heathcliff, one of the all-time, all-times, one of the all-times of all-time. Um, one of the all-time Daily Comic Strip Orange Cats. Absolutely true. Um, I don't understand it. And the more that I look at it, the more I'm a genuine, sincere fan. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, I get uh, like Wendy's coupons. I'm getting Subway coupons. It's just in my mailbox. And it's like, what if there are important communications that I could be receiving? But instead, my... My box is stuffed to bursting. Well, I guess the first question would be, is it stuffed to bursting? Um, I think the answer is no. (laughs) It's not currently stuffed to bursting. But um, my downstairs neighbors, I don't know what their deal is. This is a common theme on the show. I don't understand my downstairs neighbors. They they are not part of my canon. They're not in my head canon. They don't live here. Um, <laughs> and they shouldn't live anywhere. They're horrible people. Um, but my downstairs neighbors, one of them, keeps ordering things from Amazon. And then they just stay in the lobby for like weeks at a time. And they got a letter 
like posted on the front door of the building from the postal service that was like please empty your mailbox i cannot fit more mail in here and it's like they have lived here a few months like maybe since january like maybe five months maybe even less um and it's like they haven't checked their mail one time but they keep ordering things and i know that they so you're pretty sure they're not dead i've seen new stuff I see them. <laughs> I know that they go past the mailboxes. I know that they have a key, but they just don't yeah. check it. And you know why? I am very bad it's about full of garbage. My... I'm very bad about checking my mailbox, but I'm proud to say I've never. It's never gotten to the point where I needed to get a note. You get scolded. Yeah. Um, yeah. The mail. It's. I don't know. It's the same as phone calls for me right now, where every phone call is a scam. And every letter in my mailbox is just, it's like billboards, in my opinion, should be illegal. I hate billboards. And they're just putting them in my mailbox. And it's like, if I wanted a billboard in my life, I would buy a fucking shirt. And I do all the time. I love to be a billboard. I love to advert. I will pay to advertise so many products. If I see like a a Dr Pepper shirt with Snoopy wearing sunglasses, I'll buy it for thirty five dollars, and I'll, I will wear that all the time. But if you're gonna make me look at the billboards, look at the advert, I don't want it. Get it out of here. Um, so every letter I get is just trying to take my money. And they know that I know that, so they're getting trickier and trickier. And the the one that they started doing that really pisses me off is they will just put a blank envelope in your mailbox. There's zero external markings on it at all. No stamp, no names, just white. And then you open it, and it's just like the fucking local telecommunications corporation being like, how do you feel about your cable internet package? Uh, I want to. Yeah, and you were expecting you wanted a ransom note. Yeah, something would, to add a little spice to your life. I would love if somebody was kidnapped, or it was a personal letter from one of my downstairs neighbors complaining about how loud I am, and they put it in my mailbox. I would lose my mind if they had access to my mailbox in that way. But I would also be like, oh well, at least somebody knows who I am. Like, if somebody knew who I was before they tried to contact me, I would be so happy. But everybody that tries to contact me has no idea who I am. Society is broken on (laughs) on such a specific level, and it makes me so angry. And the, the chief symptom of society being broken is your own anonymity. Well... There are so many people. There's a level of fame you can be where people want, people know who you are and they're like, I would love to send this person a letter, but they don't know where you live. And then there's like down the line, they're like, I don't want to send this person a letter, but I know who they are. And then there's like, I don't know who this person is, but I want to send them a letter. And those are the people who are allowed to send you letters. It's it's fucked up. 
it's <laughs> the mechanical center of society is in complete disrepair <laughs> and I don't know how to fix it, but I do know what the problem is. I could tell people. And then on my phone, I get all these calls and they, they don't even know what language I speak. 75% of the phone calls I get are in Cantonese. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's very strange. You must be on some weird lists. No, it's everywhere in my country. Is There's just like a big Cantonese scamming ring. And they will call. And then it's just, I don't want to be offensive. It's a beautiful language with a very rich culture. It's gibberish. Okay, and then they will say Canada... <laughs> I will not do my impression of it. I would love to, but I won't. Um, (laughs) Do you think uh, that they think that Canadians speak Cantonese? Because that would make a lot of sense. um, I think they're like, I would love to scam people, but I don't want to scam complete strangers. I want them to at least be part of my community. Okay. Um, Or maybe they just like don't know English well enough to efficiently scam and i don't want to suggest it's just the people scamming are like you need to have a strong command of the language to finesse right it's a lot easier to finesse in your native language Um, don't i know it oh yeah so i'll get a I i don't answer my phone for the record but i will get voicemails and i'll listen to it and it's for lack of a better term gibberish and then they will and then they will say Canada Post and then it will go back to Cantonese. <laughs> and then you'll like pick up a couple words where it's just like proper nouns. It'll be like FedEx location. And then you're like they, they don't communicate Canada Post and FedEx. Um and I think they're trying to like get you to pay duties for a package that you didn't order. Um, so I, we, I get like 75% of calls are that, and it's that exact one. And then the other 25% are like, how many rooms are in your house? And, you, okay, and you're oh, confident that it's Cantonese and not Mandarin. No. The more common language. <laughs> it's funnier to say Cantonese. It is. I'll give you that. There are certain <laughs> things. It has no relevance. It's not relevant. I just need to say, like, it's in a language I don't understand. And I wanted to be, you know, true to the spirit of the story. I could have said that it's in Basque, and that's funnier. It certainly, it would be way funnier if it was in Basque. Um, but I wouldn't buy it. Exactly. It's got to no be. Way. There's a seed of truth in there. Um, and then like, yeah, there's, I've answered the phone on this one years ago for the record. If you're going to call me, I don't answer the phone anymore, but years ago I answered the phone and he was like, how many rooms are in your house? And I was like, what? And he's like, I'm selling like new duct services for your house. How many rooms? What's the square footage of ducting that I would need? And I was like, this, this is how you start the conversation. <laughs> so I told him it was a nine-bedroom mansion. And then he was like, oh, okay, like, what's the square footage on that? And then I was like, 
you you misread this. <laughs> you, you have misread this entire conversation, and I hung up on him, and he deserved it. Um, but I still get those calls. Cold calling for duct work. That is bold. It's insane to me. Um, and I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then I really want to fully know what someone, what would make you in need of ducts? I don't know. What, I think that's why they're, to? that's why they're trying to get you. They can just be like, when was the last time you had your ducts replaced? You're like, I don't fucking know. I rent. And then they're like, yeah, exactly. It means they need to be replaced. You're going to install ducts and then climb into them diehard style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just want to install Steal wider ducts. I need my switch. I can't yeah. afford a new one. That's that's for that's coach. You have to defend gets... it with lethal force. Yeah. That one's for coach who thinks that I can afford anything because I'm rich. Meanwhile, he is doing all this other shit. Look at his fucking background. He's got 8,000 mini pop figures. Can't afford a book, though. Look. Can't afford a book or reading lessons. I know, Coach. I know what car he drives. I know where he lives. That motherfucker could afford the Gutenberg Bible if he wanted to. (laughs) He's a goddamn accountant. Well, it was mass-produced. It was it. (laughs) I thought there was only one copy, and it was in Harvard. Uh, I don't know how many are left, but it it was. That's the whole thing with the Gutenberg Bible, is that it was the first. What is... I mean, mass-produced. It's a relative term. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gutenberg Bible was the earliest major book printed using mass-produced movable metal type in Europe. You're like the smartest man that I've ever met in my entire life. That's true. (laughs) And I did meet you. (laughs) We met. Yeah. We know each other now. We're familiars. Mm-hmm. We've spent as much time together as you have with Robbie Goodwin. Now, you know that's not true. <laughs> I certainly do. But it's not going to stop me from saying it. <laughs> we all know this podcast is predicated on lies. Yeah, this is a podcast for liars only. Yeah, it's um, it's a lie crime podcast. But you can't lie to us. That's the ultimate crime. Yeah. You know that actor, Treat Williams? Yeah. I mean, I don't he know what he murdered. looks like, but... He got murdered. Did he really? Mm-hmm. One hour ago. Treat Williams dead at 71. Wow. Actor from Everwood and Hair. He got murdered by a motorcycle. (laughs) He did. Um, Oh, man. I I mean, you know, obviously tragic. Honestly, I did not know what he looked like. Shocked that Treat Williams is white. Yeah. Honestly, me too. did not see that coming. Yeah. Um and that's that's fine. You don't need to be white in today's day and age. But you can be. You're allowed. No comment. 
Um, you know, obviously very tragic. My mm-hmm. uh, reading the headlines and knowing very little, I will say, a seventy-one-year-old, you got to give up the motorcycle at seventy. Yeah, if not earlier. Hmm. I'll tell that to my dad. If you don't mind, mm-hmm. is your dad an over seventy motorcyclist? He's not over seventy, but he he is a motorcyclist. Okay, well, tell him to keep that in mind. I will. Um, okay, thank you. What other lie crimes can we tell? You hear about like what crimes um, can we lie about? Yeah, yeah what crime or, can we make up okay. and then just? Oh, here's a fun one. Um, the CEO, like the, literally the founder and CEO of, um, sorry, I'm trying to read this article that I'm definitely <laughs> reading. <laughs> the font is just absurdly small. The founder and CEO of Quizno Subs. This was crazy when I learned this. In 1976, before Quiznos, um, he actually killed a coyote. In a criminal way? He was not, he did not have a hunting license, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Well, he should have. This is a bombshell. (laughs) I I have a story I'm looking at right now. Kevin Spacey framed by children of the world. Like on their wall? He's the, he's the favorite of children worldwide. <laughs> they just they the put problematic little, fave. They, they get a little magnet and they put his picture up on inside their locker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the man I lost my virginity to. He doesn't call me anymore, but I still love him. You see the usual suspects? I have seen the usual suspects. I was going to watch it soon because my wife has not seen it. And I was like, we got to watch it. And that way we can watch Wrongfully Accused with Leslie Nielsen and it'll make sense. Believe it or not, mere months ago, I rewatched Wrongfully Accused with Leslie Nielsen. It's a great film. It really is pretty good. It was one it's of like as far as as far as like later Leslie Nielsen movies go, it's uh it's one of the better ones by a pretty long shot. <laughs> I grew up and that was like one of the DVDs that we owned. We owned like uh well I grew up with VHS and we had the Rugrats movie and we had the goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie. Um and I think that was it. That was all that we owned. And then we got DVDs and we had Bowling for Columbine, Spy Kids 1, and Wrongfully Accused. And then as I got a little bit older, I got season 12 of The Simpsons. Uh, but I watched Wrongfully Famously Accused. One of, the best. <laughs> one of the all-time seasons. Um, <laughs> I watched Wrongfully Accused probably every three weeks for like two years. I got. I became obsessed with Leslie Nielsen movies, and would watch 
even as like that was people talk about like their awakening of realizing that movies can be bad and i mm-hmm. i've had a few of those but one of them was oh god i don't even it was like a, a spy something his spy mm-hmm. movie um i think it was called spy hard that's good that would be about I, like the I was thinking of on. i was thinking of i spy with i believe eddie murray Eddie oh, yeah, it was Eddie Murray and uh, <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, Murray. who else? Is, oh, and uh, uh, Owen Wilton. <laughs> Look, I'm allowed to misspeak sometimes. <laughs> I, uh, you've really cultivated a brand where I was sure you were doing it on purpose. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it's it's always with movie celebrities that I will misspeak, and then you will pounce on me. Like the one time I said Dan Fincher. <laughs> well, movie celebrities is also a very interesting way to say actor. <laughs> Dan Fincher, not an actor. <laughs> well, that's true. Okay. Movie celebrity might be accurate. I what thought TV about you it. have unlock? I thought about it. Um, but yeah, I saw <laughs> Wrongfully Accused with Leslie Nielsen so many times having no idea what the usual suspects was. <laughs> and then like late into high school, I watched the usual suspects and I was like, Oh my God, they ripped off Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> well, the usual, I don't think of wrongfully accused as it, the usual suspects is not like the primary reference in that movie. <laughs> no, it's but it's definitely the one that I remember. <laughs> Have you seen, um, uh, uh, Oh God. Oh, criminy! Is it the the fugitive? That's what it is. Um, the Harrison Ford movie. Yeah, I've seen the cover. I've Pretty seen this part. Good movie. Oh, that part's great. <laughs> That's the. I can't the part. say I don't care about any, uh, in any context without in my head saying it like Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Tommy Lee Jones. That's also. one of my. Love I only do a few impressions, but they're really spot on. Yeah. I'm sorry, continue. Tommy Lee Jones is incredible in Men in Black 2. That's all. He's one of the best actors in that movie. He's top two. <laughs> I'm and sure I've, I've referred to this before, but when I was an exchange student in Mexico, my host family, they only owned Men in Black 2. Uh, so we watched that. To that. I mean, literally every night we watch Men in Black 2. It's <laughs> a good one. And the, the little brother of the family would like talk along with it. And I don't know why it made me so fucking mad. Because yeah. I hadn't seen the movie at that point. <laughs> a dozen times. Yeah. And you're like, please show a little respect. Yeah. This is a good movie. I didn't even like it. That's the thing that I don't... I'm a mystery to myself. I, even at the time, I, was like, I had no idea why it was making me so mad. And yeah. I thought that with age, the answer would come to me, but it has not. You just unlocked the memory of me um, watching Lucky Number Eleven for like the eighth <laughs> time. And there's somebody I was watching it with, and they just predicted something that was about to happen out loud. And I, they had never seen the movie. I had seen it. They were correct. And oh, yeah. I got 
so upset and I screamed at them. It's <laughs> like, please shut up and watch the movie. And then they're like, what? And then I was like so upset. I stormed out of the room and I'm like, I'm not watching this movie anymore. You've ruined it. I, when I was like, I think it was like if a you look up the video. release date of Lucky Number Slapping, you can see I was not that young. <laughs> I must have been like 19 when uh, I was at like a house that was like lived in by a friend, but was not a house that like where I knew everyone. And I was with another friend who didn't know people that well. And just Chuck, the show Chuck happened to be mm-hmm. on the TV. With, and we were with, just talking uh, shit about Dane Chuck. Cook. No. You fuck. <laughs> Good luck, Chuck. And I knew that. I don't It was Shazam. I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh uh Zach Levi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Scrubs. And we were just uh, I mean in the stupidest way possible. I mean it was it was at about the level of us just going, Oh, I'm Chuck. Oh, oh, oh. And we didn't see that someone in the house who we didn't know was watching it. Mm-hmm. Until he like got up from the couch and screamed at us. He said, "Shut the fuck up!" And then he called us very bad word. <laughs> what word? Uh, a word. I, it's uh, the, the the extra bad f word. Oh, freak show. Yeah, a couple a couple of finks, rat finks, <laughs> Barton finks. <laughs> yeah, he was a cinephile. That's why he loved Chuck. Um, so, does Chuck have anything to do with Mike Judge, or he just because that was no, absolutely not. It was. It could not have been more stupid. We had nothing to say. We were just passing the time watching a show we knew nothing about, and just talking over it, doing uh-huh. nonsense commentary. Okay. So it was a Beavis and Butthead reference. You know, uh, probably. Okay. They they call me Beavis the way I give Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because it obviously it works on so many levels. Yeah. Because obviously there's the implication that you eat ass really well mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. i imagine someone saying that like i love beavis he's giving butthead <laughs> that's, that's i guess good. from the perspective of someone who everyone knows loves butthead but they're not <laughs> sure how they feel about beavis <laughs> yeah i mean not wrong. Beavis does give butthead. He really does. He's serving butthead. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I've never seen two better friends. <laughs> Have you watched either of the Beavis and Butthead movies? No, I've never seen any of it, actually. Really? Beavis and Butthead do America. Mm-hmm. is phenomenal. And I actually, I'm, I need to finish the second one, but I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. I'm very familiar with it, but um, I didn't listen to music until I was like 13. 
so I didn't watch MTV where they did their things. And then by the time I was like of age to find it funny um, and like be allowed to watch it, all the references were too old and I didn't get them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the actual music video part of Beavis and Butthead totally passed me by. Yeah. But I will say Beavis and Butthead do America. Second best Bruce Willis movie after Lucky mm-hmm. Numbers 11, of course. Yeah. That's it. Honestly, I love that movie. Josh I have not seen it since high school. I had a friend who what a said job. it was the best movie he'd ever seen, and it did not live up to that. But I am yeah. curious about it. I will rewatch. It's good. Um, my wife just watched, while I was in the room, uh, Black Hawk Down, another Josh Hartnett classic. I was just talking with someone about uh, how that movie... Is, is one of the most racist things <laughs> produced by America. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of competition. <laughs> the part where everyone is just running toward the helicopter. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like World War Z. And the guy is just mowing them down and they just keep running. <laughs> like, they yeah. have no sense of self-preservation. Just a I mean, true horde. Yeah. But pretty good um, movie. Really, my wife uh, not a fan. What she did oh, say, chicks, man. What she did say upon finishing the film was, "America should be very embarrassed for making that film." I don't disagree. <laughs> you can feel no. both ways about something. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's on a big. Um, She's on like a big war movie kick. And I'm just trying to watch Tom Cruise films. Okay. If she's not a big... uh... Oh, she is on a war movie kick. Yeah. I showed her uh, Full Metal Jacket. And she hated it. She was like, what a horror... Like, it ends. And she's like, what a stupid movie. And then I was like, the point is there is no resolution. It's anti-war. And then she was like, oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> what a good movie. <laughs> you should show her the Slavo Zizek uh, explanation of Full Metal Jacket. I genuinely think it's very good. I like Zizek. I think he's I don't, interesting. I don't, I don't have a firm opinion on much about him. I like his, I like his movie criticism. The, the, the Pervert's Guide to Ideology, I thought, was a fun movie, even if a lot of it seems insane. He seems like an insane man, but... I don't know much about him, but every time I hear about him, I'm like, he's thinking about stuff, dude. Nobody thinks about shit anymore. Um, so I, I respect. That. I like that he he had a feud with Noam Chomsky, deserved, uh, and just a real it was a real battle between people who seem like they're just on the verge of being physically incapable of talking anymore for the rest of their lives. That sounds about right. Zizek um, because his tongue will eventually become too too big for him to speak. It seems like it's growing every day. And Noam Chomsky yeah. because of the slow encroachment of grave dirt. Yeah. I mean Noam Chomsky, what are you what are you still doing here? I love him. <laughs> I do not. Um Yeah, Zizek did that thing where he's just like, What's the deal with Diet Coke? It doesn't taste good, and it's not good for you. 
why are we buying it? It doesn't even have calories anymore. Like at least you used to get energy from regular Coke. And then I was like, damn, dude, you're so smart. That's why I drink Coke Zero. Who could forget that classic Zizek tweet? I've never seen a skinny person drinking Diet Coke. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, oh, I guess we could talk about um, fake crimes involving Donald Trump. Did you hear people are saying that he stole documents from the White House? My I'm people sure. being the Justice Department. I'm the head of... That's kind of what I do on the side, as uh, mm. you know, apart from this podcast, is I'm the head of the United States Justice Department. Yeah, but like... You're off the clock right now, so you can be real with us. Okay. Yeah, we made it all up. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. He's actually good. He's, He's honestly a good guy. <laughs> um, I did watch some clips today. Joseph Robinette Biden. What a That's not a real name. It's fake. It's a fake name. Uh, Joseph Biden. In, in a debate in uh, 2008 with Sarah Palin. Um, and the, the question master, <laughs> what's the, what are they called? The question master uh, yeah. was like, how do you feel about gay marriage? And Joe Biden was like, oh, no. Me and Obama? No, we don't. No, what? Are you crazy? We're not going to disrupt the civil union that is straight marriage. And then Sarah Palin was like, wow, we agree. What a cool debate. Um, so I did see that. It's nice that there are some things that are so obvious. They, they truly are bipartisan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, separate, I wasn't looking for it, a separate clip where um, Donald Trump was like, I'm going to stand up against the, the forces of evil against the lgbt community the oppression that they face again from foreign evils and i was like you know what maybe we locked up the wrong guy maybe we should lock up hillary (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll get to work on it i'll talk to my guys just your guys come on come on now it's 2023. The you girls don't have any girls. want to be a part of this. I'm with her. In prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if... Um, uh, this is stupid. I'm, I'm just not going to say it. Sometimes, please. Sometimes it's not your turn to talk. And for, for me, it was that time where you just... You shouldn't say it. Brother, that's fine. I, I mean, I've said some things on this episode. That one wasn't going to go over well. Remember when I called Cantonese gibberish? And when I called Mandarin <laughs> Cantonese? <laughs> that's not good. It's not a nice thing to say about... You were just using the transitive property. Yeah, that's true. Look... Two things being gibberish. What's interesting is there's the phrase, it's all Greek to me. And Mm -hmm. in Greece, obviously that phrase 
still exists, but it's not Greek. Really just say it about things that they understand very well. <laughs> that would actually be good. I might start using that. Like It's all English to me. <laughs> instead of like, if someone's like, is that clear? And you, instead of saying like crystal, it's, like, it's all English to me. Oh, just say, oh, English. Uh, just skip the part where I'm you familiar. actually use, like when people say crystal, you know, it's just that crystal clear is a phrase that's been used so much. Mm-hmm. But just skip that step of actually using it. And just English. And then it's you just say it as a question, like I, it's the same as are you speaking English? Um, yeah. What a great, what a great way to live. Um, do you have any ideas for the rest of 2023? Um, I'm gonna get ripped. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with that. You mean for the podcast or? No, just in general. Like I have an idea. Um, I think we should start calling all songs tunes for the rest of the year. Okay. Like crank the tunes. It's just like, you know, it's time for it to have a comeback. That's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm pro to me is straight up English. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm pro calling stuff tunes. Even cartoons, that's a tune. Um, tune. I feel like we should be using the word tune ten times more than we currently are. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I sort of, I think I come to the same conclusion by a different route. I'm just a big Roger Rabbit fan. Mm-hmm, same contusion. That's a different word. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we don't really need the word contusion. Who says contusion? I mean, you. Very explicitly just now. Yeah, but I didn't say it on purpose. Also, probably doctors, right? It's probably a useful word for them. I'm realizing now that I can't can't judge this without really being confident that I know what I don't really know what it means. It's too close to something. Concussion. Okay, yes. It's a medical. It is medical. Fucker. I know it's medical. I don't okay, know more than that. Okay, it is what I thought that. it was. So, it's, like, it's too close to like cauterize or concussion or cacophony. It's like, just, just forget Pick a it. word. Just pick one. You only need one word. And that word? <laughs> English. It's all about how you say it. <laughs> it is truly. Intonation. Yeah. In tune nation. <laughs> Maybe tunes the word I should have said. <laughs> Whatever. This show's stupid. Fucking hate. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, so for- I was trying to do my like 90s stand up where you're just mad about nothing. Yeah, and that, was, that was my whole mailbox thing. I don't know how it Yeah, but then you got genuinely mad about it. Well, it is something I'm genuinely thinking about, but it's not a real problem that I have. Like, once a week I get coupons for Subway. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Really, you should be grateful. That's money in your pocket. <laughs> it's not. Because now I got to go to Subway. And you get to take a trip? Like a free vacation. Yeah. Uh, the problem that I have with going to Subway is recently me and my wife got e-scooters. We're scooting around town. Um, but locking the scooter up is like, it's a bit of a hassle. It's annoying. Um, and they're expensive. So we got a nice pricey lock to presumably ward off um, evildoers. Mm-hmm. And um, it's heavy. It's like literally 25 pounds. It's not worth carrying. So if I go to Subway, I will order on the app and have them make it while I'm on my way there on the scooter. And then I just I put the kickstand down. I walk in, pick up my shit, and leave. But now if I got to use the coupon, I got to go in and order. Got to interact with a human being. Wow. That's really tough. It is really um, tough. That's so, a really big fucking dilemma. So then I, I go to Uber Eats and I I just I order some shit and then I do leave at door. And then every uh-huh. single fucking time when they get to my house, they call and they're like, where should I put it? Can you come like open the front door? I'm like, legally, I was told I didn't have to interact with anybody. <laughs> what is happening? These gig workers, we got to something needs to be done. And I think we either, you know, some people are saying pay them less. I think that's a start. <laughs> but I think ultimately our goal should be to kill them all. We're working on it, baby. <laughs> um, I think we need to kill the gig economy. I think the gig economy is the world's biggest mistake since Amazon well, Prime. What's like? The, what's the foundation of the gig economy? It's the workers. You got to attack the root first, <laughs> the root of the problem. Yeah. Um, I protect, if I, you know, on, for my bike, I just have a sign that I hang on it. It says, warning, this bike is protected by the police. <laughs> oh, this reminds me. So I was in California, as you know. Um, like every other house that I saw had a sign that was like armed response. What the fuck is that shit? Uh, yeah, is that not in Canada? People just put up signs. No, I've say, never seen that sign on anyone's house. I mean, ever. I, this might be a, I'm not very observant, so uh-huh. this might be a sign that I'm not familiar with, but like security company signs, people yeah. always have up. Just to... Yeah. In Canada, we will have like a small, maybe this big, um, and it's just, it looks like a shield and it'll say like guard, uh, and like that's it. But every other house in at least where I was in California had a sign on the lawn that was large and it said armed response. Oh, I don't maybe in certain areas, like if you don't have that sign, um, it's legal to do crime to you. Sort of a selective purge. Yeah. Um that was just insane to me. And this was like fairly immediately following the many several instances of like a nine-year-old boy dropped a football on somebody's lawn and he got shot with a shotgun and then 
I was like just walking down the street and I stepped on somebody's lawn that had that. And then I was genuinely scared. Well, you're alive, aren't you? I wish I wasn't. So that's, that's West Coast courtesy. <laughs> that's true. Um, what, what West Coast hospitality that I did not get murdered with a shotgun? Um, yeah, it was, uh... You're not going to find that on the East Coast in Philadelphia. No way. So true. That's why I won't go to Philadelphia. You will. I'm not going to go anywhere where I wouldn't feel comfortable dying in. You know what I mean? Like, if I... I'm never... You're yeah. never going to fucking see me in Cleveland, okay? Because if I died in Cleveland, that's fucking embarrassing, dude. As dying in California, you're like, okay, yeah, what was he in Compton? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, presumably if they know you died in California, they might have access to that information. But yeah, I see your point. Yeah, but the, there's a little mystique about it. You know, and then they'll find out that I just, I slipped at the ice cream parlor. Um, but, you know whatever at least you was... were going nuts at that ice cream parlor so true um i also went to joshua tree let me tell you what a town <laughs> the, the city that never sleeps i don't know i met i met a local dude weird guy named gary other were locals mm-hmm he was a local. Gary. Um, mm-hmm. He's actually up. from Indiana. That's true. That is true. But he is currently a local of Joshua Tree. Um, okay, okay. Went to the saloon. That's a that's a dang saloon. They stopped serving food yeah. at 10 o'clock, which is kind of bullshit, but whatever. You get in a brawl? No, but... <laughs> So it was me, my wife, and some of our friends, and we went to the the bar to get a drink. And for no reason, my wife's going to hate that I'm telling this story. It's not embarrassing, but for no reason, when my wife ordered her drink, she did finger guns at the bartender. She just That's like, cool. Sangria. So she did it for a long time. It you was were a lot. like two or three seconds. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of finger guns. Okay, so she emptied both clips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, was there any reaction to that, or is this is that the end of it? No, it's just that, purely your the, own internal judgment. Yeah, it's just me, and I I called her okay. out on it. I laughed at her in the moment. Um, Good. But, you know, she's never done that before, so I wanted to call it out. She doesn't listen anymore, so it's fine. Yeah, you got to nip that in the bud. Um, you got to cut yeah. out any undesirable behavior. That's true. Um, Joshua Tree, great great town. It's probably um, less progressive than they make it seem, but that's fine. How do they make Joshua Tree seem? They make it seem like they don't care about who you are. Okay. And they is you too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bono. Because that is the, the only... <laughs> okay. 
um, yeah, the people that worked in the town or that we interacted with, they were like, I don't care who you are, you know? But, you know, deep down inside, they're like, I really hope you're not one of those. Mm. But that's deep down, you know? Not Canadian? No, they don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, could but cool town. We so went to a farmer's away. market. Sick. Friggin' sick, dude. Um, went to Palm Springs. One of the places of all time. I remember going to Palm Desert, which mm-hmm. is, I think, very close to Palm Springs. Yeah, that's actually where we were. They they say like welcome to Palm Springs and then you look on the map and you're like wait a tick English it's just it's it's weird to go to like a an, a desert attraction mm-hmm. because really most of what you can do is just uh, things you could do anywhere else because they needed to build everything yeah like it's all man made attractions yeah um. And that was cool. Like most of what you do in a desert is go to where it doesn't feel like you're in a desert. You're just like, wow, a building with air conditioning. Oh, look, a swimming pool. What a cool place to be. Um, But it was, it was fun. We went thrifting. We had a great time. Yeah. I don't know where I want to, I want to get an authentic desert experience you know where to go everywhere's so touristy it's all about the oasis i want i want to do dune tourism you can do dunes Mm -hmm. the movie is now streaming on netflix canada check it out everybody i'm never gonna watch it but you could why not why not it's got timothy charcuterie it's got um, I don't know anything about this. Tom Hardy's probably in it, if I had to guess. Um, the fucking directed by Michelle Gondry. Who cares? I'll just make shit yeah. up. No, you nailed it. <laughs> I don't know. Michelle Gondry, first of all, here's a twist. Dude. What's up with that? <laughs> there was a long stretch of my life where I was like, did you know Gone in 60 Seconds was directed by a woman? <laughs> I don't think Gone in 60 Seconds was directed by Michelle Gondry. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty far from being something he would direct. Director Dominic Saint. <laughs> Okay, so. I've been thinking that for literally 20 years. <laughs> so the degree uh, to which you were wrong is even the chasm between you and the truth is even uh, larger feel, than you suspected. Do you fucking know Giovanni Ribisi's in this movie? I did not know that. <laughs> the guy from A Million Ways to Die in the West? Uh, unfortunately for him, is the thing that I think of when I think of him. In fact, I don't know that I could name a different Giovanni Ribisi movie. I know I've seen him. Yeah, I couldn't name him. Uh, 
I'm so glad that we're on the same page with that. I'm looking at his filmography. He's in <laughs> Avatar 3. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, oh, yeah? You haven't seen that. I remember he's in Avatar 1, too. <laughs> 1 and 2, that's correct. Um, he's also well, in Avatar he, 4 in Avatar and 5. As well? Yeah. I don't remember him from Avatar 2. Yeah, he's in it. I feel like you didn't watch all of Avatar 2. That's a grave insult. Is it and wrong? I will challenge you to single combat. Okay. Giovanni Rubisi is also in... I'm looking at this. I don't fucking know this shit, dude. He's in Cold Mountain. Sure, whatever. Sky Captain, The World of Tomorrow. All right. He's in a oh, movie yeah, called a I Love movie. Your Work, a thing that no one has ever said to him. There's no need to be cruel. If anyone at any point points out that no one has ever said that to me, I will cry. Don't do it. <laughs> oh. oh, it's 12.01. This episode should be out by now. But instead, I'm going to do the Wordle live. Oh, shit. Please, please vamp while I do the Wordle. Okay, um... Kerry Conran, director of Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, has a very tragic opening paragraph to his Wikipedia page. Um, his? He is. The surprises uh, keep coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got a real Treat Williams situation on our hands. Kerry uh, Scott Conran is an American film director and screenwriter best known for creating and directing the 2004 pulp science fiction film Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. And that's the end of the first paragraph. Very, very tragic. You hate when someone only gets to make one movie. That's a bad mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. to read about. And I'm sure it's a bad feeling when it befalls you as a fate. Um, yeah. And that's why I advocate for giving everyone the chance to make two movies at minimum. Minimum of two movies per person. And thanks to the advent of smartphones... This Excuse is the future. Use you? Sorry. Did something I, happen in Wordle? Yeah, I, I got the answer, first of all. Three three guesses. Um, not a wow. real word. Not a fucking real word. I didn't even think it was going to goddamn work when I put the word in. What is it? Is it Zungu? No, it's Plunk. Oh. That's, that's a word. I mean, spoilers... It's an onomatopoeic word, of course. Plunk. I plunk it down on the counter. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, New York Times. I plunked the fruit from the tree. Now what that word means. All right. Define plunk. Tell me. Tell me, you fucking coward. Play a keyboard or pluck strings. That's not the word that I fucking typed. All of this is pluck. Yeah. I plunk is informal. The string from the violin. Plunk informal, and then every single example, it says pluck. This is take it up with the New York Times. I I let me tell you. Oh boy, 
right now a strongly worded it's letter. It's in their hands now. Right now a strongly worded letter. I'm not in charge letter. of Wordle anymore. Blank envelope, dude. No address. Anthrax. <laughs> Um, absolutely. That was a separate statement. Absolutely irrelevant to the rest of the conversation. Do it. Also irrelevant to the conversation. <laughs> Did you know it's illegal to say I'm going to mail anthrax to the New York Times? Um, Shout out. Oh, no. Shout out Trevor Moore, RIP. Uh, one of my favorite jokes of all time. You know that one? Yeah, I'm, the I'm going to kill the president sketch. Mm-hmm. What a good sketch. What a guy. Right. Oh, it's too bad he What's died he to? choking on his own semen. He came and went. <laughs> You like that? Oh, poor fellow. Uh, <laughs> I wish him the best. Uh, he's supposed to be in a movie. What's up? Trevor Moore? Yeah. He died a long time ago, didn't he? He died like, like a year years. ago. Just One a year? year? Um, oh, that's... Let's see. Um, they, the whitest kids, you know, are making an animated feature film and they just finished recording all the dialogue right before he died. Um, Is that Mars? Mm-hmm. Damn. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening with that. They said they were going to put it out. Cult sketch group. It's not a cult, dude. It's a religion. Oh, he died in twenty. Yeah, there weren't that many of them. Yeah. What? He died in twenty twenty one. What a time to be alive. Truly, R.I.P. to the goat. Treat Williams. I guess R.I.P. I'm sorry you got murdered, but Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore, actually somebody that I reached out to to be on this podcast several times. Well, he probably didn't get back to you, right? No, he did not. Because it, it was six months ago? <laughs> no. Actually, I DM'd him on Twitter in 2020, and I was like, please come on my true crime podcast. You don't need to leave your house. It's very easy. We're not going to ask you a single question. You you barely need to be there. And he he left me on delivered. Okay. Well, at least he didn't come off desperate. <laughs> I was quite stoic in my uh, <laughs> whatever. Cares. Um, that's that's the fucking episode. Yeah, I'm sorry to end things right when we're catching our stride, right when our energy is. You want to do two hours of episode? Let's fucking go, dude. Check this out. Here's a true crime story. You guys heard about this? You guys know about this? Fucking um, 
Ted Kaczynski died? And it's like, how did they kill him in maximum security? What? Yeah. That's supposed to be the most secure place you can be. And they killed him? Uh, Unlikely. Here's a story for you. Jimmy Savile framed by all the corpses in the world. Do you want to talk about the Kevin Spacey thing that I just I steamrolled with a, a dumb bit? No, no. I was also doing okay. a much dumber bit. Here, here's also a dumb bit. I'm going to play the theme song real quietly in the back of this. Okay, cool. So we have to be really quiet. No, we don't have to. It's just, it's playing. Maybe it's not. Okay, well, we could be. We could be. Who knows? Who knows what's going on on this show? Um, Coach is not here. Who knows what this show is? This show is um, an exercise in futility. Coach is not here, and the reason that he's not here is because he has no fucking respect for the common man. That's true. He's a little prince. He's a little bitch. <gasps> what the fuck? Look, on the episode that when he did he without hears us, this. the episode he did without us, he called me out and said I was a Nepo baby and that I am overly exaggerating how poor I am when clearly I have a lot of money um, because I'm going on international travel. And the fucking truth is, I ruined all of my 20s by working in a way that made me want to kill myself every single day. And now I am in my 30s, and I do not want to do that anymore, and I have all this money. But I did grow up and go through adulthood so far not enjoying the luxuries of currency. And the truth about me is that I didn't really work that hard in my 20s, but I still want to kill myself. Yeah, absolutely. How I want to kill that's you. What... <laughs> that's what unites us. Uh-huh. Um, how are you doing without a job? How's that going? Uh, actually, it's going pretty well. Yeah. It's nice, right? I'm exercising every day. I'm stretching and I'm meditating. Mm-hmm. Nice. And my mind is becoming very powerful. Yeah, and what thoughts have you had recently? Uh, um, all right, I'll see you next week, folks. Have Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming along. Where am I? <laughs>